This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right, thank you so much and good morning. Welcome everybody to our show for this Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. And uh, we've got a lot that we're going to talk about. We've got neckline calls today, so everybody who's left a message in the past, uh, I guess, 48 hours, because I didn't check the neckline yesterday, so uh, we'll, we'll have <laughs> Sometimes I forget, so, but, but I appreciate you calling. Here's the neckline number. You can leave a message for the Buzz Adams Morning Show by calling toll-free 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. We've had a new number we've been using for a couple of months now uh, into the studio. We had to change the number because of the, you know, the deal with the 915 area code where you have to dial 915. So we had to change the number. But to call in uh, to talk to the morning show, to call in and win contests, anytime we say call the studio, use this number from now on, 915-910-4995. Again, that is 915. Sometimes you have to dial that area code now. 910-4995 to get in touch with the morning show. I guess we will uh, start with the biggest news. You know, it's not every day that you walk in and you say, okay, this is legitimately like a historic news day. Like something happened that's going to be felt for generations. Yeah, part of history. So uh, a leaked document shows that the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is the 1973 law that basically gave federal protection for abortions uh, regardless of state laws. So that has been a controversial law since even before it was ruled by the Supreme Court. It has been controversial now for almost five decades. Well, uh, you also have to really say that it's been upheld by the Supreme Court it, it has multiple been times. upheld, but in a uh, majority opinion written by uh, Justice Samuel Alito, uh, the draft seems to show the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade. And this was, I believe, Politico got a hold of the leaked document. People gathered at the Supreme Court. You had protesters on, I assume, both sides of the issue that were out protesting. Now, this is a... This is not a finished uh, court document. It was a leaked draft, like a first draft. Nico, can you shed a little more light on what's going on? Uh, Not really. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, it's a leaked draft. It really doesn't tell us anything that we, we didn't know in the but sense... But it looks like they drew it up, and it looks like there's a majority uh, in the Supreme Court that's yes. going to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean... Right. I mean, it's a it's a draft opinion. It's from February. We don't know when their final opinions will come out. Um, but we know it is a majority opinion. We don't I mean, know if it's the final one, though, too. We don't. So th- it could also... Be, be changed, but it does seem like reproductive freedom for women in America is on its last legs because uh, a majority of states right now are outright banning. Um, well, not a majority of states. There are a few. There are a few notable states, but not not more than twenty five states. 
Uh, th- there's been a lot. You're right. Uh, not- noticeable ones, at least. And this will just well, Texas, make it federal. Well, I mean, Tennessee, th- Oklahoma. You've got a lot of states in the Bible uh, Belt. M- Missouri. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it might be 25. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't think at it this is. Point. I don't think it's hit 25, so I wouldn't say a majority. But um, presumably, this would not ban abortions. What it would say is that there's no federal protection. For abortions, which is even worse. Read, I have not read the entire document. Well, I, how do you say it's it's even worse? Because it's not protecting. It's not like giving equal yeah, protections. But if, if there are states, you know, you think of uh, both of the coast, New York and Massachusetts and California. Those states could still. Uh, no ha- Texan have, should have to fly to California well, to I'm, get that's, a port. I'm, I'm not making that argument. Well, I'm just saying that. The, what it would do is strike down federal protection of for them, right? It, they could still have it in those in those states, but as a federal, that's the point of federal regulation is that it's supposed to help ensure equality across all the states and the protections across okay. all of them. I, I just know that some people are hearing this from us for the very first time, and I don't want you to think that oh, the Supreme Court has made a decision that abortions are illegal because that's not really what this story is. What they have said is that no, um, and if it holds, and if there's no changes. Which is making a lot of assumptions. What it would say is that states can make up their mind. That there's nothing in the Constitution that... And uh, Samuel Alito wrote the decision. What that means is that John Roberts was in the minority on this. John Roberts, who was appointed by George W. Bush as a conservative and the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, if he had been in favor of this, he would have written... Uh, the opinion most likely because it's either the uh, Supreme Court justice if they're in the majority or if the Supreme Court justice is in the minority, it's the longest serving member in the majority of the opinion. So uh, this is just coming you, out overnight since yesterday. So there's still do you know a lot what the equal lo- protection clause is in the Constitution? Yes. Okay. It says that the state cannot enforce any law which shall. Uh, abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person with its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. That's basically saying that the Constitution... Well, the, people are arguing that the Constitution does have, in a sense, uh, uh, made uh, abortions or women's ability well, to... Uh, that is the understanding cl- under Roe versus Wade, and what leaked was this uh, opinion written by Samuel Alito that says that this was bad law in 1973. It, it was upheld by Casey in... I'm not, you're not arguing with me. I'm just right, telling right, you right, what... Right. <laughs> I'm not the one who wrote this thing. I'm well, just telling yeah. you what it said. I don't said. know if it's even going to be the final opinion or not. We, they might come out and say... It, that is true. nobody knows. That they might say, true. well, no, we're, we, we changed our minds. Oh, crud. There's always a paywall when I want to read a story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, but you know what is stunning? The big, the, I think what the big news story is that somebody with a lot to lose probably is the one to, that leaked this. Somebody that is on the inside and, you know, was willing to put their career on the line to let this out. Some of the conservative news outlets, uh, Laura Ingram, for one, from Fox News, is saying the FBI needs to get involved, find out who leaked this document to Politico. Uh, so more is going to come out about this, but it is uh, not only the major news story of the day, but it is one of those few times when you go in, it's like, oh, this is, you know, something very notable has happened. And historic. This time coming, historic, yeah, and it's coming for the Supreme Court uh, today. All right, so we're not, you know, going to sit here and take apart uh, 
Supreme Court, uh, we're not going to spend all day on this, but it is. I, just, I did want to acknowledge that it's a huge right. story. And, and other and people will be, be bringing talking it up. about it for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, we got a lot coming up on the show today. We're going to have uh, entertainment news later. Joanna, why don't we change the mood here and talk about what's coming up in the Hollywood port? Try not to bum me out, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, real life vampire organizations are now urging caution after Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's blood drinking rituals went public. They're saying that, yes, we are for blood drinking as vampires, but Megan Kelly. Megan, Ma- Fox. Megan Fox, Megan and Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. That should be their celebrity name. Megan, Megan Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's their celebrity couple name. That's Megan Kelly. Uh, that they're doing it in an unsafe, unsanitary right. uh, way. Uh, all right, so we'll get to that in entertainment news. Nico, other than the uh, big leak from the Supreme Court that we were talking about, what else is coming up uh, in today's headlines? Big news. We are just a few weeks out from Easter. Woo! And no, we're not. Why? We're not? Oh, a few weeks. Out. Away. It's already happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Did I make it sound like it's mm. coming up? Usually when people say we're just a few weeks out from the World Series, that means that it's still in the future. So how would I say we're a few weeks away from? We've already done Easter uh, a few weeks ago. Easter was a few weeks ago. Start there. We still have peat-flavored ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> that's your news story. Oh, my God, that's yeah. right. We do. Sh- should I eat it for breakfast? Yeah. Would it ooh. be detrimental to my health? And, Joanna, why do you say ooh? Why are you going to eat that bre- for breakfast? I don't really have other breakfasts. I'd say you go for it. I mean, I guess it's like fat content is there. Mm-hmm. It's got milk. It's got milk. It's got peeps. It's got peeps for sure. Marshmallow, but is it still good? Is it a balanced breakfast? Does no. does ice cream go bad? I mean, it, it can get, the, um, the texture can get a little yeah. iffy, but I don't think it'll hurt you. There might be some ice crystals yeah. in it. Yeah, right, exactly. I've got ice cream, I think, that's at least a year old in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's been in there too long when you take a bite and it tastes like ice. Uh, <laughs> it I doesn't know. taste like the ice cream. Word. That's freezer like burn ice. at that point. Um, so that's the news. I'm going to eat pea ice cream soon. For breakfast. For breakfast. We've got a lot of true crime, it looks like. Uh, probably have to get to a true crime report coming up. Any here. Florida Man game? You know, I haven't thought it through that far, but I believe there's... Not every Florida story is worth a Florida you. Man game. <laughs> right. It, they, it has to meet certain conditions for it to work for a Florida Man game. So let me double check on that before I commit to anything. (laughs) (laughs) KLAQ wants to send you to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard on their stadium tour. Yes, it's the 80s bands who can't spell their own names tour uh, in Miami. You even have an article up right now that says so. I do, and I said (laughs) that the 80s were the peak decade for bands that spelled their names uh, Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got all the different 80s bands like Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and oh, Joan Jett's going to be part of it as well. Poison. They spell their name, uh, it looks like correctly, but this show is going to be on June 18th. Now, what happens is that we got to fly away, so it's hotel for two nights, you and a guest, tickets to the show for two, you get uh, airfares taken care of, $500 spending cash from Town Square Media. And the flyaway is courtesy of Better Noise Music. Every day through Sunday, May the 22nd, 
We're going to have code words at 10 a.m. We're going to have another one at 2 p.m. And we're going to have a third one at 5 p.m. Every day, including weekends. Once you get the code words, enter them through the KLAQ mobile app. So if you played Go Fund Yourself last month, it's very similar to that. We're not going to have a word every hour, but at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. every day, code words that you enter through the KLAQ mobile app could win you this trip to Miami. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett are part of this enormous stadium tour. And uh, your chance to win coming up uh, this morning, starting at 10 o'clock, when we'll have the first cash code keyword. All right, we've got a lot of ground to cover, a lot to talk about. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, coming up in uh, just about 10 or 15 minutes, we're going to talk about Teacher Appreciation Day and all the different offers and deals and freebies, even, that they have for teachers. Do you know, do many of them say, like, you're supposed to present some kind of, I don't know, like a teacher ID? Do, uh, what are they asking to see for Yeah, usually part? an ID. Maybe your school ID. There are a couple of sad, even sadder twists uh, coming out of the passing of Naomi Judd, country music star and mother of Winona and Ashley Judd. According to multiple sources, uh, they're saying that Naomi Judd uh, took her own life. Oh my God. As of last night, the family hadn't confirmed, but a rep told People Magazine, quote, there's an ongoing investigation by law enforcement and the coroner's office. So, um, also, uh, multiple sources are saying that Naomi Judd had suffered with uh, mental health problems uh the past few years and so multiple sources are saying that naomi judd uh committed suicide and here's another sad twist to the uh, judd family tragedy her granddaughter 26 year old grace kelly is still in a tennessee prison and won't be allowed out to go to the funeral the daily mail says grace or a family member can petition the warden but nobody has done so. Grace, who is Naomi Judd's granddaughter, is serving an eight-year sentence for cooking and dealing meth. Television tonight, the fourth season premiere of Holy Moly, tonight at 7 on ABC. Have you guys ever, A, seen Holy Moly, or B, do you know what it's, if you haven't seen it, do you know what it is? Neither A nor B. Yes, to both. Okay, Joanne explained to Nico what he's missing yeah. out on. What am I missing? It's like intense putt-putt. <laughs> oh, okay. It really is. It's like putt-putt combined and, with American Ninja Warrior Challenge. And it's, host, <laughs> it's hosted by, I can never remember his name. Rob Riggle? Rob, Rob. Rob Riggle is one of them. I can't say Riggle. <laughs> you, like you Rob can, Riggle. Okay, yeah. I mean, normal putt-putt's hard enough. Is this the Muppets episode? You know, it doesn't say. It mm. just says it's the season premiere. They keep premiere. pushing that one, and it looks real good. They're going to have the Muppet show yeah. up? <laughs> like animals doing a drum solo while you're, while you're standing while you're over a putt? To, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys enjoy putt-putt? Um, I'm, I'm going to take from that. It's not a big deal. I'm not life. good at it. And so, I, yeah, I'm not good at it either. It's frustrating to not be good at something and then keep doing it. But I do enjoy it. And I did, I also enjoy like Top Golf. That's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, Top Golf's fun. 
But what it like extreme putt putt? What like do they have giant windmills? <laughs> uh, Everything about it is extreme. Okay, um, I'm trying to think like. I have definitely seen a few episodes, and each one is more ridiculous than the last. Is it like Happy Gilmore? Could you potentially lose a hand to an alligator <laughs> on there? I don't think anybody's been in danger of losing an appendage so far, but Holy Moly is back for its fourth season. Over on Fox, name that tune at 8. And ABC following Holy Moly has the third season premiere of The Chase. Over on ABC, series premiere of Who Do You Believe? Now, for you true crime fans, tell me if this tickles your fancy. Okay. And Who Do You Believe? Each week, we'll see a true crime case presented from the perspective of both the victim and the accused. And you try to figure out the truth for yourself. (sighs) Which I call, that's basically what I do with 48 Hours. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's schedule also includes Superman and Lois and The Resident at 7. This is Us at 8. And at 9, Mayans MC and New Amsterdam. We got a few neckline calls. Uh, The number to leave a message for us is the neckline. It's 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. So let's find out what people have been calling about. Hey, to the guy who says that burritos can be shaken without food coming out uh, makes it a burrito he was clearly raised by taco bell but for all the other mexicans like myself uh, a burrito is anything made with a flour tortilla get that straight okay does does this caller agree in principle with the article that you wrote about uh, tacos and burritos i think he does yeah Somebody called in and said, mm-hmm. what did he say? Like a burrito is anything you can wave about. and this Right. If you can shake it in your you hand. If you can shake it in your hand and stuff doesn't fall out, it's a that's burrito. That's a burrito. And this guy's saying, no. It all has to do on whether or not it's on flour. <laughs> Somebody did mention uh, what that guy was talking about was a chimichanga. Oh. If you can shake, shake it, it and nothing comes out, that's a chimmy. Huh. You do the chimmy, chimmy, shake. Because this is all, you created a lot of controversy with I your post. Somebody told me I woke up and chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that comment. Not quite as controversial, but along the same vein, I expressed last week that if I'm cooking hamburgers at home, and I got Wonder Bread, I'd rather have a hamburger on Wonder Bread than on a hamburger bun. Because a bun is just too much bread. That's cold. It's called a redneck burger. No, if no. you saw Eddie Murphy, it's called a welfare burger. Welfare we got McDonald's. You got a welfare burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we have both, a bun or just plain white bread, I'll, I'll take a burger on the white bread. It's just the perfect amount of bread for for a burger. And I know that's a pretty controversial statement. Not as controversial, I guess, as Joanna's difference between tacos and burritos. <laughs> Have you heard about the new Liam Neeson movie? Um, this is where his, he has an ugly daughter. And it's called uh, Not Taken. 
Let's see if I can improve on that. <laughs> okay. So Liam Neeson has a new movie out where he plays a, an assassin who also has Alzheimer's. Right. And I forgot what it's called, but it's so supposed, did he. It's memory. To, memory. It's set in El Paso. It's supposed to be set in El Paso. Okay, so Liam Neeson's other daughter, the less attractive one, is kidnapped. It's called yeah, Keeper. Yeah. Keeper. Keeper. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, one's better. <laughs> How is it that y'all gonna have a super secret smoke out party and everything? <laughs> And never mention stoner guy? Like, what the hell, man? Like, I get it. I'm way far from El Paso, but dang, dude. Shade. Sheesh. <laughs> Where does stoner Sheesh. guy live again? Abilene? No, no, no. It's further than that. San Angelo. San- yeah, he's from San it's- Angelo. Oh, okay. I think. Well, let me know if I'm... San mentioning. Angelo's before Abilene. Abilene's farther. It, depending on which way you go, if you go a southerly route and you cut up, yeah, that's going a long way, and you would go through San Angelo first. But if you're going out on uh, Interstate 20 through Midland, Odessa, then you'd got to hang a right and go about an extra hundred miles down south to get to uh, as the crow flies. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe San Angelo's closer than Abilene. As the crow flies. As the crow flies. That's right. Yeah. Well, if this leaked document holds, then life wins. Abortion rights go back to the states. It's not a federally protected thing anymore. Bye. You know, that's a pretty accurate analysis. So a document got leaked Mm -hmm. in which it shows the Supreme Court has voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. This is the first time that a pending decision like this has ever been leaked. In the history of the Supreme Court, they say. Uh, according to the draft opinion that was leaked to Politico, it's a shocking development. Uh, essentially, it looks more and more as I'm, you know, just reading about this. This news really came out since yesterday, uh, since yesterday's show anyway. But it is looking like the constitutional right to an abortion could be ended with mm-hmm. the overturn of Roe v. Wade. I mean, all the indicators point toward that being the case. The leak itself, unprecedented, never in the Supreme Court's history has an opinion been made public while a case was pending. As a first draft, the opinion is subject to changes. And justices could change their votes before the final document is released. And they're saying the timeline for that is probably going to be within the next two months. Justice Samuel Alito, who wrote the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, was joined by Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, The last three on that list were appointed under President Trump. Uh, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan are working on at least one dissent and Chief Justice John Roberts' vote unknown. But sources say that he reportedly does not want to overturn Roe v. Wade. So John Roberts, who is uh, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, was appointed by George W. Bush. He was seen as a conservative judge, but it sounds like he was not part of the majority who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. So Alito wrote it, and the wording is kind of interesting 
In the majority opinion that Alito wrote, he blasted Roe v. Wade, calling it egregiously wrong from the start. He said the issue of abortion should be left to the people's elected representatives and not to the court system. So this comes in the wake of different state laws that would ban abortions. Uh, Mississippi has one that would ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, The Texas one is pretty well known. Oklahoma followed suit in other states. So, uh, yeah, we are finding out uh, about this, although the opinion was written up, I believe it says in February, but the leaked document made its way to uh, Politico. And it is definitely uh, a major news story that is going to be talked about for days, if not weeks or months. All right, let's get one more call off the neckline. We'll come back in a moment. We're going to have all the deals for teachers on National Teacher Appreciation Day coming up in just a few moments. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Happy 30 years at the station, Buzz. I appreciate you, even if corporate does it. You make me laugh throughout my workday. Joanna and the What the Buzz Squad said they're going to give you poop or pearls for your 30-year anniversary. I think they should give you both. Give you a pearl necklace and then poop in your parking spot. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, get this: nice. thirty years. I don't even have a parking spot. <laughs> it's free range out there. <laughs> yeah, What's with the poop, Joanna? Oh, because in our podcast we got into the conversation about poop. Somebody well, pooped in the courtyard. Oh here yes, at the front of the station. On station property. On station property, and our nobody who works here. Well, you no, should say that. It was a hobo. But then our cleaning lady went and cleaned it up. Wait, wait, wait. when you say hobo, mm-hmm. you mean like like a homeless somebody person. who travels from town to town with a bindle over their shoulder? Definitely had like a stealing pies off windowsills, right? <laughs> yeah, they go on trains. They, yeah. they, that's how they travel. <laughs> I don't know if hobo is the preferred nomenclature. I'm sorry, tramp the homeless person. Tramp probably not cool anymore. Tramp's okay. not cool. The thing is, when you say person. homeless person, a lot of people that you see panhandling have homes. Okay, well, I don't think she did. She was washing she her was clothes okay. here in the front. But did you know the 30th anniversary is the pearl anniversary? Aww. We were like, Buzz needs a pearl necklace. Give me some pearls. You got there! <laughs> you got there before they, I did. They, you need you, a pearl necklace. You guys must have talked about this on the What the Buzz. Yes. Which you can watch the video of it now over at KayleQ.com. Ooh, it's or video tape. They, they even bought me balloons, and then they were trying oh to pin God, down, well, what, what was the actual start day of the yes. Buzz Adams Morning Show 30 years ago? And I said, I think it was late July or early Oh, August. okay. We thought because, it was April. No, I, when I came to work at KLAQ, I actually worked at night. Okay. From 7 to midnight for about six months. So him joining the station I, is six months the, away from it, the I, Buzz I, Adams show. I have definitely hit the 30-year mark as far as working for KLAQ. But the uh, 30 years of doing the morning show is going to be later, I would say, toward the end of summer. All right. We still got time to plan then. All right. Uh, teachers, happy National Teacher Appreciation Day. Woo! We're going to tell you what kind of stellar deals there are out there for you. So we'll have that when we come back. Uh, Mo Show calendar and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And uh, Nico's going to have discounts and special deals and even freebies for teachers coming up. Let's take a look at our Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of Events. 
Uh, first, National Teachers Day, as we mentioned. Also, today is National Paranormal Day. We'll have some more on that. Plenty spooky, huh? <laughs> World Press Freedom Day is today and Wild Koala Day. Oh, I've only ever had farm-raised koala. I would love to try some of that oh, wild yeah. koala, that free-range koala, you ever man. ever had that cage-free koala? Yeah. <laughs> Farm-to-table koala? <laughs> Birthdays today include actress Pom Clementif. I'll quiz you guys. Do you know who Pom Clementif is? No, She's but She's basically known for name. one role, but I just want to know if Pom. you had any idea who she is. No. Pom, no. No clue. She plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Endgame. Palm Clementif? Yeah, she's the one who... With the antennae. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I got that one. Uh, She's 36 today. Oh, look how pretty she is. Uh, She's a looker, all right. I mean, I usually don't go for chicks with antennae, but... uh, (laughs) You're willing to make an exception. Make an exception there. (laughs) A birthday for Cheryl Burke... She's 38, and uh, she is one of the judges on Dancing with the Stars. I say she's a judge. It just says she's on there, so I don't know. Maybe she's one of the dancers for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what I'm talking about. I... <laughs> Country singer Eric Church having a birthday today. He's 45. And uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men is 47 today. Sports commentator Greg Gumbel, the brother of Bryant Gumbel, is 76 today. And a birthday for Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons. The guy that Jersey Boys was based on. 88 years old. And the hotel chain. Hey, man. Riding high. Now with King. Everything walked away. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. You put your hand out, baby. So uh, Frankie Valley <laughs> is 88. I don't know if he's still getting around or touring or anything, but Jersey Boys is a pretty big uh, deal still. And this song got remade by, how do you say the name of that band? Uh, Manskin. 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 Manskin? Manskin or Manaskin. Damn it. <laughs> right in high. When I was king. All right. Um, <laughs> 20 years ago on this date, I could tell you exactly what I was doing 20 years ago on this date in 2002. Okay. Right. Spider Man with Tobey Maguire was released. Oh, wow. And intern Susie, who worked on the show, and I decided, you know what? Uh-huh. We're going to leave work a little early. We're going to go see Spider Man. We're going to try and beat the crowd. <gasps> like, you we're had gonna BJ's go and, at the movies. We had BJ's in the movies before there was a BJ. A J. <laughs> <laughs> it was BS at the movies. So, so, <laughs> so we go all the way over to 
uh-huh. you know, the big Google Googleplex on the east side. Tinseltown. Yeah, Tinseltown, which oh, was pretty sweet. new at that time. Yeah. Thinking, okay, kids are in school. Uh, everybody else has got to work. We're lucky. Right. We pull up. The parking lot is full of yellow school buses. <laughs> like, they had made a special day in the school oh district. God. I don't know if it was Isleta or El Paso or all of them, but the place was packed with school <gasps> kids. So we got tickets, but we basically had to sit in the front row because uh-huh. it was so... But that was 20 years ago uh, when Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire came out. Sweet. I was in the eighth grade. All right, Nico, you want to run down some of the special deals for teachers here on National Teacher Day? Yes. Uh, it's National Teacher Appreciation Day, so appreciate all those people out there who are willing to be patient and teach you things. Uh, at Barnes & Noble cafes across the country, you can get a free tall cup of hot or iced coffee or tea when you show just a valid teacher's ID. And I know we have uh, several Barnes & Nobles here in town. McDonald's is also showing their love. Uh, you can get local deals uh, on the app if you check it out. Um, that's that's where all a lot of the deals are happening are on apps. With the apps, oh, yeah. right. And so McDonald's will, will require you to get on the app to look for what local deals are in your area. Johnny Rockets is offering teachers with a valid ID a free or deluxe shake with any in-store purchase. And we do have Johnny Rockets, right? Yeah. I, I think I feel the, like there might be a Johnny Rockets, but... At the Cinnamaron, I think. The what? The Cinnamaron area. Cimarron? Cimarron. What are you... Sierra Vista. Oh, we do it's have... located a, in right. Sierra Vista. Were you trying to say Cimarron? Cimarron. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Any teachers out there that love some wings, you can get 20% off through Friday for dining orders and in-store pay pickup orders. Just need to flash a valid school ID. Flash something. <laughs> ID. <laughs> uh, Potbelly uh, Sandwich Shop. Mm, I like that place a lot. Uh, good sandwiches. And uh, if, you, if you're if you a teacher and you want a sandwich, you can get a free cookie or regular size soft drink. Uh, just, again, flash your ID or work badge. Freddy's uh, Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. Now, I know we have a Freddy's, and that's at C- Cimarone. Okay. I'm saying it right. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. It's Cimarron, right? Cimarron. Cimarron. I believe it's Cimarron, but you go <laughs> ahead and do whatever you feel is right. Well, Monday through Friday at participating locations, teachers can get a free one-topping mini Sunday. To redeem it, you just need to show a valid ID for uh, dine-in and drive-through orders. Uh, no coupon or app offer is needed, but the chain said that a limit of one Sunday per person uh, is going to be their rule. Uh, now, other than food, uh, teachers can also get some really cool deals at places like Staples. Staples is uh, giving 20% back in rewards and up to 5% in rewards for teachers themselves. Um, they also are giving away a free teacher gift box while supplies last. So according to Staples, teachers can stop into their nearby Staples store for a free gift box of supplies, exclusive coupons, and a handful of surprises from our print team. I guess that would come in handy for teachers who have to pay for their own school supplies out of pocket. Which is right. almost all of, all of them. I am shocked by the state of our education system Which when teachers are the, yeah, when teachers are the ones responsible for buying 
their school supplies for kids and stuff. I mean, that is just out of their money. It's not even like a budget. You, you've never had kids, but there's a thing like when the school year starts, they have a list. You got to get yeah, like get, a certain number of boxes of Kleenex. You got to right. pay glue. You get not just enough for your kid. You got to get enough for like your kid plus one. And at some point, you're like, what am I paying taxes for? Right. If you're going to turn around, it's like getting... Well, those supplies aren't all the ones that the teachers use. I know, I have personally lots of friends who are teachers here in town, and they spend out of pocket hundreds of dollars a year on school supplies for their kids. Yes. But also, they hit up parents, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been happening since I was in high school. I had to take Kleenex boxes, and I had to bring a bunch of crayons and markers and glue for everyone. Uh, But, you know, I just think when a teacher has to go into their own pocket... Uh, and they don't get paid enough to begin with, so for them to have to actually do that, it's uh, yeah, it's a big any, sacrifice. Any other deals or offers? Office Depot. Uh, they will uh, Office Depot and Office Max. Uh, now through June 25th, you can get 20% off qualifying regular price purchases, 20% back in bonus rewards, and up to $50 in cash rewards. To redeem any of the deals at Office Max or Office Depot, teachers just need to present a valid ID a coupon, and a rewards member number. Uh, a lot of these deals, you also kind of have to sign up for these um, r- member uh, reward accounts. <laughs> what? You know, if you don't mind doing that. Yeah, I think these days most people are used to that kind of stuff besides old men buzz. If I got to sign up for anything or put anything on my phone, forget it. I don't want your deal. Which is re- an old man. Tell him like it is. <laughs> All right. Dollar General is giving teachers 5% off every month for a limited time. To get this discount once a month, teachers need to sign in or create a Dollar General account and verify their teacher credentials. 5%? What is that, a nickel? Thanks, Dollar General. Don't scoff at that. Uh, Think about... That adds up. Yeah. You, you terrible, terrible, sure. okay. privileged ma- white man. Uh, yeah, I... I Teachers can get their their uh, supplies at Dollar Generals, but it adds up. Like like Joanna says, if you have, you know, a hundred dollars worth of of uh, school supplies, I think you know five dollars is pretty good. Uh, they'll need to add By the, the way, exclusive these... teacher only DG digital coupon through the retailer's app. Also, are these nationwide offers, or is it? Are we talking about Texas only? No, these are all national offers. And that's why for a lot of these, you have to check to see if uh, participating locations are, if the location around you is a participating location. Uh, The last one. How about any dispensaries? I think a lot of teachers could probably use some some weed to help them unwind. You know what? That's a great point. None of none of those are in USA Today, but I can look at the individual dispensaries. And see maybe, All right, maybe why don't you if do they that? do. See if there's a teacher's little helper there. <laughs> uh, Sonic Drive-In will match 50% of each donation to the teacher's request on DonorChoose.org, a national nonprofit that allows individuals to donate directly to public school classroom requests submitted by teachers. The match is up to 1.5 million dollars total. And I have the best gift uh, for National Teachers Day. You a do. A reminder that in just a few short weeks, you're going to get a couple months off. So That's the best gift of all. Light at the end of the tunnel, guys. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to have news headlines with Nico Ajimian. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, we'll have a code word. We're not doing uh, the GoFund Yourself. That wrapped up at the end of April, but we do have a concert flyaway trip to see one of the most anticipated tours that got 
delayed because of the pandemic, and then it got delayed again. But Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison. And the show is June 18th. We send you to Miami Airfare Hotel, $500 spending cash. Listen for those code words. There's going to be three a day every day through Sunday, May the 22nd. The first word of the day is going to be at 10 a.m. There's going to be a second one at 2 p.m. The final one each day is going to be at 5 p.m. So it works similar to the cash code. Take the code words and enter through the KLAQ mobile app instead of money. What you're trying to win here is a trip to Miami to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard, Poison and Joan Jett. Listen for those code words. First one's coming your way a little over a couple, little over two hours at 10 a.m. as soon as the morning show wraps up. Today is National Paranormal Day, and Ooh. I have some recent statistics on Americans and their beliefs or disbelief in various paranormal phenomena. <laughs> Break out the Ouija board. It's National Paranormal Day. Yes, a Ouija board, the scariest thing ever invented mm. by Milton Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> a recent survey found 14% of Americans, or about one in seven people, think they've contacted a spirit using a Ouija board before. Also, three in four, three out of four Americans believe in at least one thing considered to be paranormal. At about 5% of your fellow Americans basically believe in all of them. So I thought I'd go down this paranormal stats. I'll throw it out there. You tell me if you think there's any validity. Okay. If you're a hardcore believer or if you are a scoffer. And then I'll tell you how the... A scoffer. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll tell you how the rest of the country breaks down. Places can be haunted by ghosts or spirits. Believe or disbelieve? Uh, places can be haunted by spirits. Places can be haunted by ghosts or spirits. Disbelieve. Is there a difference between spirits and ghosts? Spirits could potentially not be the souls of the dead. Could just be like supernatural. Like a demonic spirit, right. possibly. Oh, Okay. Or a distilled beverage. <laughs> <It's a Joanna>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Places could be haunted. Yes. Now, do you strongly believe that or yeah, just kind of believe it? I kind of believe it. But that one night that I was working here by myself and the light was somehow on in KROD, totally believed it that night. <laughs> was it off before? Yes. I swear I Did had that light off. Did you see it turn off. on by itself? No. Mm. I went in to kiss. Like, I checked the logs. I finished checking the log in KROD. Turned off the this, light. You don't know but one of our studios is made out of logs. That's why you have to <laughs> uh, It's a Lincoln Log <laughs> studio. <laughs> I go in to kiss, check mm -hmm. the log there, and then I'm coming back to the KLEQ studio, and the light was on, and I freaked myself out. And it was well, the start of my shift. Why don't you ask me? You don't care whether I believe? <laughs> you said you don't. You said no. I heard you Did I? No. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, what, are, what do you think all these people are experiencing? Yeah, who turned that light on? Um, it was probably... I think you just forgot. <laughs> I mean, that's a... Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it could be just randomness. <laughs> or it could have turned on by itself, but it might be like a... 
weird circuit. You know, well, in a nationwide survey of over a thousand Americans, fifty-two percent say that play, they believe places could be haunted by ghosts or spirits. Uh, all right, here's the next paranormal claim: a full moon makes people behave in strange ways. A what? A full moon makes people behave in strange ways. I, you know what? Yes. I, I will agree with this. Yeah. Yep. Joanna, you too? Yes. Well, That's why they call them lunatics. <laughs> right. yeah, That's where the word yeah. comes from. <laughs> You're in the majority on this one. 55% think a full moon affects human behavior. I remember Science disagrees. Science says there's no correlation. Uh, the moon couldn't have that effect on a human body. I remember working in the ER at UMC Thomason, and uh, full moon nights were always weird. It was like I was I, I worked nights, and when it was a full moon, we always just seemed to be busier or had weirder weirder cases come through, which is always weird on full moon nights. Right next uh, paranormal belief, and I'll tell you how many Americans uh, in the survey believe in it. It's possible to have telekinetic powers and move things with your mind. No, do you know how many times I've tried it? You've tried it a lot, right? Yeah. Wait, do you, can you feel anything right now? Okay, maybe that you can't. Not necessarily you, but somebody could do it. No. Do you, can you feel me squeezing your heart with my brain? <laughs> That's not my heart. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> ah, it's not my Ooh. brain. <laughs> so you, you say no just because you've tried it. Yes. I can make uh, candles flicker by looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real close. Yeah. While breathing through your nose. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can fool a kid up until they're about six with that. Nico, is that a no for you? That's a no, yeah. 25% of Americans think it's possible to have telekinetic powers. Well, one out of four of my friends are idiots. <laughs> Psychics. That there are some people who can read minds or communicate with the... You know, you've seen this, the uh, Long yeah. Island medium stuff. <laughs> I've also you know seen John talking. Edwards. I don't, yeah, right. I don't have to explain what a psychic's supposed to do, right? You know. Uh, Believe or disbelieve. Joanna? Disbelief. Disbelieve? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big disbeliever of psychics. Although you go, you have like a personal brujeria, Joanna. Yeah. You do? She you gives got a, me a limpia. You got a bruja? See. Si. Brings over an egg and everything? Yep. Wow. Well, what do you think? That, if you don't believe in psychics, what's that about? That's about vibes, all right? Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> and the vibes are way off right now. Well, considering how many shows about psychics there are and how many celebrity psychics there are, I'm surprised by this number, but in this nationwide survey, 19% of Americans, under 20% of Americans think that some psychics are legit. You know what psychics, the good ones, well, and... Good should be in quotation, but the the skillful ones are really good at doing what's called a cold reading. And that is, you ask leading questions until the person reveals everything that you need to know. It's called cold reading. Yeah, it's cold reading, as opposed to a hot reading. Do you know what a hot reading is? No, what's that? Where you have people in the audience, 
that are overhearing conversations and okay, there, there are different ways they'll do it. Sometimes it's recording devices. Sometimes uh, there was a like a faith healer pastor who would his wife had a, a microphone that she could tell stuff into her ear, and they also had people fill out prayer request cards. So anyway, he was, I think it was that Peter Popoff, but his scam was. I sense that somebody here had, and then he'd name a very specific condition that somebody had written on their prayer request oh card. That's, that's a hot reading. That's, that's a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, so only 19% of people believe that psychics are legit. Loch Ness Monster. Nessie? Oh, that's right. Belief. Nessie. Oh. Nessie's real. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> All right. I know you're kind of... It, tongue-in-cheek on this but do you really believe that there is i, well, I believe there might be something yeah i believe yeah. that there could be some type of animal but in I, the is, it, is it a, a a dinosaur from the much triassic yeah, era probably not that <laughs> yeah I, I think there could be a, a monster in the lock some marine biologists had a really interesting theory and that is that Maybe in Loch Ness, there's some uh, way that whales from the ocean get in to a freshwater lake like Loch Ness. And that what you're seeing is a whale penis sticking up. And they included pictures in this study of what mm-hmm. a whale penis. And it does kind of look like that Loch Ness monster head from the famous picture you see. Stop seen. using is your this, finger to show that. Like that. Is this just some way for you to get me to Google whale penis and have that in my search history? Well, Google Loch Ness Monster plus whale penis, and then you'll have that in your... You know what? We might have parental blocks. You better put whale schlong. This <laughs> the first thing that comes up, no, the Loch Ness Monster is not a whale penis. <laughs> <laughs> you interested to know how many Americans believe in the Loch Ness Monster <gasps> phenomenon? Kind of. Look at the whale penis. Looks kind of like a Loch Ness Monster, it doesn't does. it? It does. Why does it look like that? 22% of Americans say tentacle. they believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, he hangs brain. Good for him. I don't know. That was just a recent conjecture that I'd heard by some marine biologists. Could be like a whale dong. Whale dong? <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Nessie's a whale penis. It looks like a tongue coming from the sea. Like a giant tongue. Oh my god! Yeah, somebody. If you're at Loch Ness and you're already halfway expecting to see Nessie, <laughs> the, something pops up. Well, penis water, might not be too be? far. Yeah. Crop circles. Oh, let's do a lightning round here. Crop circles. No. no. Why? Why do you not believe in that? I thought I, it was lightning I, round. I've, yeah, right. What's the point of lightning round if we have to explain our answers for everything? I've seen enough uh, MythBusters to know that they've. Like, it's usually human. Crop circles are usually human made. I think some guys admitted to it, too. Yeah. Does anything else come to mind as far as paranormal phenomena? Today's National Paranormal Day, guys, by the way. No, but I want to go see Signs now. The movie. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. The crop that circle, yeah. one the best where scene. the alien walks by at the kids' party. Niños, move oh, it! Niños, vamanos! Vamanos, niños! <laughs> yeah. 
That was a creepy. I, the, the movie that was not startles me every time. The movie was not great, and a lot of it didn't make sense. But that scene where you see the alien just walking yes. through the video—that was chilling. You're right. That was a great scene. You know, I worked at a hospital where uh-huh. people passed away. I never felt like a weird like in the ER at night, working nights at four in the morning. It's everything's dark. I never saw things. I never saw like orb lights or. Never felt any weird things. I think you might see what some people might see what they're inclined to see. You know what I mean? Right. Like if there's somebody who's inclined to believe, they might notice. Oh, that light flickered, and it wasn't too long after this patient passed. You know, I think some people can definitely interpret things the way that they want to. Yeah. Uh, f- final thing that we have uh, nationwide statistics on Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch. Or the hairy man of the wilderness, also known as the skunk ape or the yowie man. <laughs> or in the Himalayas, the abominable snowman. Well, I was going to say Yeti. <laughs> <clears throat> Belief in Bigfoot, Joanna, yes or no? Yes. Something's what? out there, dude. All right. Uh, I think it's just a bunch of drug dealers in Mendocino, California. <laughs> we saw a very, very bizarre documentary about what? Bigfoot and marijuana farmers in like the ni- early 90s. I forget what it's called, but people were convinced that they that Bigfoot slaughtered like three guys in the woods. Some guys no. had heard a yeah. story and then they went back like 30 years later to get to the bottom of it and Turned out it was just drug dealers. Yeah, it was, it was drug dealers. It was drug dealers. But nationwide, sixteen percent of Americans say that they believe in Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yes. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm tapping out. If anybody else has got a paranormal, anything paranormal that you want to ask about, Chupacabra. Now, I mean, they've got a lot of photos of we caught a chupacabra. It almost always turns out to be like a coyote with mange. Oh, you know, they do DNA tests. A coyote with yeah, mange. it's like a coyote with mange. I can't believe I got whale penis in my search history now and on the brain. Yeah, right. I'll be thinking about whale dong, whale dong all day long, probably. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here is Nico and Jimmy in to bring us our top stories of the day. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The leak of a draft opinion from the Supreme Court may be the first breach of its kind. Politico has published a draft document from the High Court showing the conservative majority is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. The landmark case guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights. Politico reports that no draft decision has ever been disclosed publicly while a case was still pending. Now, keep in mind, this is not a final decision of record, and by all accounts, draft opinions often change before they're officially decided and published. In this case, it's unclear if the draft will be changed before it's released, but it's caused enough concern that protesters are on both sides of the argument, marched in front of the Supreme Court last night. The final decision is expected to be within the next two months, and in the meantime, investigators are trying to figure out the source of the leak. Here's a protester saying how shocked she was when to find out. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Went over a little bit. We'll yeah. get back to that story. Uh, the parade of severe weather hitting the country continues this week. Severe weather takes aim at the Ohio Valley and beyond today, bringing the risk of dangerous storms to places like Cincinnati and Louisville. Another round is likely Wednesday into Thursday with storms forecast from the southern plains to the south. 
Threats include tornadoes. The storms will continue to roll across the U.S. all week and stretch as far north as Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, cleanup is underway after severe weather moved through Oklahoma. A tornado struck the town of Monroe yesterday, damaging homes and trees. At least 10 tornadoes touched down across Oklahoma during yesterday's storms. However, thankfully, no injuries have been confirmed. You familiar with Monroe, Oklahoma? No, that's one I, I've never heard of. What's it by? I, I have no idea. Tecumseh, Tahlequah, Dakota. <laughs> You're the one from there. Did, did you even know 10 tornadoes had launched down in your home state yesterday? Have you spoken to your mother? It's that time of year, I just assumed. Did your mom even call you about <laughs> I just that? assumed. You know, the town that my mom lives in, the town that I went to high school in, is kind of surrounded by hills, and they always said, like, a tornado could never hit Oak Mulgee. But one hit Morris, which was like nine miles away, just wiped it off the map when I was a junior in high school. I've heard that about El Paso, too, that the mountains is the reason that we couldn't get tornadoes here. I have heard people say that El Paso's tornado-proof, and in the 30 years that I've lived here, I've never witnessed a tornado but it seems high winds but as far as like an actual tornado maybe we are maybe we are safe up now oklahoma's got earthquakes which they didn't have when i was growing up maybe you should call your mom today just I check just, in on her she's fine, <laughs> oh my God. She'll be fine. if i don't hear from her by sunday I'll call her. for mother's day Hey, I got to call her this weekend. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> and don't leave it to like the last minute. Like hey, Mom, happy before. Mother's Day. By the way, did you get hit by any of the tornadoes? All right. A manhunt is intensifying in Florence, Alabama for an escaped murder suspect, Casey White, and a corrections officer who has been missing for days. A warrant has been issued for Lauderdale County Assistant Director of Corrections, Vicki White, on charges of committing or facilitating an escape. All right. So the in- I just got to clarify real quick. The inmate's last name is White. Right. Mm-hmm. And the corrections officer's last name is White. Right. Correct. They're not related. No. No relation okay. whatsoever. Now, they might be having relations. That's what a lot of people are speculating on. Mm-hmm. But there's also a possibility that maybe she was forced into helping him. Right. Exactly. Uh, the employee and inmate who went Friday missing Friday are not related. Uh, Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton said of the corrections officer participation in helping the inmate escape, whether she did that willingly or she was coerced, threatened, not really sure. The U.S. Marshal Service is offering up to $10,000 reward for information leading to Casey White's capture and a $5,000 reward for information leading to Vicki White. Here's Sheriff uh, Rick Singleton. Still Joanna, safe. have you seen the photos of the escaped inmate? I have, yeah. Who's accused of murder. Not convicted, but accused of murder. If you were casting the Netflix docudrama okay. that they're going to make about this, who would you cast? John Krasinski. Eh, interesting. See, I think... Also attractive, though. I think... He's all right. John Hamm. No. The dude kind of looks like a busted version of John like a Hamm. Wish this, is, this is coming up because yesterday, Joanna was like, he's not even hot. And I no. said, hey, he's kind of like, hot. He's kind of and I see, and I see the John Krasinski thing. Yeah. Now, how about her? Who do you cast to play the? Uh, oh God, I hate Rebel Wilson, Amy Schumer. Those are both excellent choices. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have thought I long th- and hard th- about th- this. Those are both fantastic, fantastic <laughs> As choices. As you can tell, I've thought about this. Joanna, <laughs> would it matter more if he was hot, like super hot? Would you be like, <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> 
But I mean, I, I would, would help him escape I would say, too. Is it wrong? Yes. <laughs> but do I understand a little? Okay. You, Joanna, is this true? You told me a factoid uh-huh. about this case. That was her last was day on her the last job. Day on she, the jo- was she was retiring. Re- yes. So on the last day on a, the job, she she was like, "We're going to do it." Aids and abets Come this on. escape. We whether there, there, I guess judge. there's still a possibility right. that she was somehow forced into exactly. it. Exactly. Right. They're yeah, still yeah. saying like this is not who we know. You know, that's not like her at all. Maybe she was like, screw it, it's my like, last day. They really all want to believe like she was forced to do this. And I'm just like, nah, she totally did it. Like, nah, that's, willingly. That's John Hamm. <laughs> in her eyes, that is the John Hamm in her life. So I think he looks more like John Hamm. Although definitely, especially around the hair, John Krasinski. Right. And I love the right. Amy Schumer. Thank you. I've thought about this. <laughs> you're going to cast, you're going to be the director. they're totally going to make like a Netflix movie. Absolutely. Well, U.S. Embassy staff returned to Ukraine for the day on Monday, marking the first trip back in the country since February. Kristina Kievian, the U.S. charge d'affaires to Ukraine, said in a statement, The message to Russia is, you failed. Ukraine is still standing, the government is still functioning, and we are going back to Lviv first and then Kiev to help the government. This comes as Ukrainian forces have carried out an offensive in the country's Kharkiv region, taking back control of several settlements. Ukraine Ministry of Defense announced Monday. This includes the settlements of Verenka Rohanka, Ruska Lozava, Slobitsky, and Prilense. Ukrainian seems like it's a bit harder to say than most languages. Here's a state. Thank God their capital's called Kiev. (laughs) (laughs) But then they have another city named Lviv. L-V-I-V. Here's a State Department spokesperson, Ned Price. Russia may try to annex parts of Ukraine and hold a sham referendum on whether those areas should join Russia. A top State Department official says it could be Moscow's goal after British intelligence reports warned Russia could try to install puppet Ukrainian officials in the area. The focus would likely be on the Donsk and Luhansk regions in the east, which Moscow recognized as independent immediately before the invasion in late February. And humans aren't the only ones affected by terrible airline services. Honeybees are too. Honeybees headed to Alaska from California were rerouted and then died as a result. Oh yeah, there was like a delay and a bunch of these honeybees, which, you know, if you've been watching the news the past 20 years, the honeybees... I don't know about the honeybees. Precious bees, resource. Bees in general. No, honeybees. Any pollinators, especially honeybees? Have really had a rough time of it. About 5 million bees from Sacramento were scheduled to fly on Delta Airlines to Anchorage, Alaska, but were put on a flight to Atlanta because the shipment didn't fit on one plane. Were they in boarding group B? <laughs> So dumb. It caught me unawares. (laughs) Excuse me. Very Uh, sad. It's a very sad story. Um, Once in Atlanta, they missed their connecting flight, and the crates that the bees were in, they're put outside where most of the bees died from heat and starvation. A beekeeper in Atlanta was able to save the bees that were still alive, but he blasted Delta for their treatment of the insects. Delta has apologized and said, this will never happen again. The Alaskan beekeeper said her... will be more careful in the future. 
The Alaskan beekeeper said her supplier in California is willing to replace the $48,000 shipment. Let's hope they get there this time. And finally, a judge says a lawsuit seeking reparations for the Tulsa race massacre in 1921 can proceed. The ruling from Judge Carolyn Ward comes after the defendants, which include the city of Tulsa, sought a motion to dismiss the case altogether. The suit was originally filed in March of last year and looks to create a special fund for survivors and descendants of the massacre that left at least 300 black people dead over two days. The ruling means the U.S. could be held accountable for justice never being served in the racial attack. We believe this is the last opportunity for these survivors to have their day in court, says civil rights attorney Demario Solomon Simmons. We want to ask the judge to move forward and move forward as soon as possible. As for the living survivors involved in the suit, they are 107-year-old Leslie Benningfield Randall, 107-year-old Viola Fletcher. and These one- people must have been children right. when this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. And 101-year-old Hugh Van Ellis. He's the youngest of the bunch. To learn more about the massacre, uh, you can click here. Oh, nope, that's for me. Do you know where you <laughs> couldn't learn more about the Tulsa race riots? In Oklahoma public schools. Yeah, in the that's 70s so and weird. 80s. Did you? Where, when did you first hear about it? Being from Oklahoma, late nineties. Like it wasn't something your parents would have brought up normally, or <clears throat> they didn't know about it either. Really, it was just kind of swept under. The, I feel like it was kind of swept under the rug. So we would have like state history classes through middle school and a couple in high school, and now the deal about the Tulsa race riots and they weren't race riots. I, that's incorrect. It was a massacre. So right. what it was was there was a, a teenage boy who was accused of something very vague. They heard with a it, white girl. Yeah, with a white girl. He so he was an elevator operator, and somebody heard the girl yell without seeing anything. So they arrested him, and then a group started of of white Tulsans started milling about. Like they were going to lynch this this kid, really. I think mm-hmm. he was like 18, 19 years old. Now, at the and time, a, and Tulsa, Tulsa was had a very prosperous uh, black community. Black community. In fact, it was known as the Greenwood District of Tulsa was called Black Wall Street. Uh, and members of that community showed up to protect the the boy who was under the young man who was under mm-hmm. well arrest. under arrest essentially. Somebody brought guns, shots were fired, and then eventually you had airplanes okay, tell dropping me about this, bombs that There was people. an airplane that that took off and was used as a, as a uh, yeah, bomb carrier. So this wasn't too long after the end of World War One. so you had a lot of people who had military experience for World War One. Somebody had a plane, they got a plane, started dropping off crude bombs uh, in in some of these areas where, where black people lived in Tulsa. Not a word of this was ever taught. Was Black school. Wall Street ever the same again? I mean, did you ever see really prosperous uh, African Americans? And- you know, I don't. I don't want to say that I, I, because I don't know. Right. You know, what it was the swept under the rug. So much swept under the rug. Wow. Uh, but interest in this forgotten epoch in American history has really. Uh, did you see the Watchmen TV series? It was yeah, kind yeah, of based yeah. on the history. We that, watched it together. <laughs> that's right, we did. So a lot of that was. 
Um, well, they say that Leslie Benningfield, the 107-year-old, and uh, Viola Fletcher, the other 107-year-old, will be testifying, uh, giving their first-hand account of the massacre. And with the news, I'm Nico. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Going to get to uh, entertainment news. You want to preview that a little bit, Joanna? What's coming up in Hollywood news this morning? Uh, Nicholas Cage is giving an update on the very highly anticipated Face-Off sequel. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And Drew Barrymore is apologizing for something she said about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Aww. Well, the thing she said was, I mean, I, I won't give away the story, but she basically said it's all kinds of crazy, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty accurate. Yeah, not not wrong. <laughs> and then we have some real life vampires talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox's blood drinking rituals. Vamps are like, they do not represent us. Exactly. Right. They're not doing it in a sanitary way. So exactly. there are people who consider themselves real life vampires who consume blood, but they're saying that the way uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, or the celebrity name that I've given them, Megan Kelly, <laughs> are doing it in a, in a gross and unsanitary way. Jack Nicholson's axe from The Shining sold at auction for $175,000. Oh, wow. Twelve different bids were taken, and uh, before the prop sold for $175,000, it's not a real axe. It's made out of foam and resin. It's displayed in a shadow box with photos from the movie. Would you have liked that piece of movie memorabilia, Buzz? Not for us. $175,000. Yeah, it'd be a good talking piece in your house. If you ever, what <gasps> you, you do. In a shadow box with like a light. There are, there are all it. kinds of auction sites, including eBay and mm-hmm. Etsy for that matter, that you can bid on uh, stuff that was used in movies. So what you want to search for is movie prop uh, used on screen or, you know, some kind of search like that. I think what you do is some of this stuff you can get for like $100 or $150. So save yourself the $175,000 and then hope that that prop becomes as well known <laughs> in the future. Uh, the final bid was actually $140,000 for Jack Nicholson's axe, but a buyer's premium of 35000 gets added on. So $175,000. Ugh. It is not even autographed if you're wondering about that. Joanna, there's going to be an international masked singer competition series called One World, One Masked Singer. (laughs) I love the title already. So I don't know how this is going to be different because it's celebrities. So no matter what country they're from, I guess they're got to be a celebrity, right? That's the whole thing about masked singer is you try and figure out for the clues who the celebrity is. And what if it's a celebrity that the judges aren't familiar with? And there have been international, I assume there have been international stars on the regular Mass Singer. Have there been? Uh, I'm trying to think now. Now that God, I think about I, it, most of them are Americans. What, I'm what's sure Rudy Giuliani? Martian. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's been Americans. Okay. So I guess that would be a change. 
you had some international celebrities. But I think this was more out of necessity. You got to admit, after the first season, they really started stretching the definition of celebrity. You know, it really comes and goes in waves for me. Like, I watched the first season, the second season I couldn't get into. And then I came back in the third. And what season are we in now? 10? 13? 15? Like they got, have two, gotten out of control. Two seasons a year? Yeah. Give me some time to miss you, Masked Singer. Sources say that Amber Heard is in Aquaman 2, but only for about 10 minutes. So they've significant. Although she wasn't. I mean, yeah. she might have been in the first Aquaman for more than 10 minutes, but... I didn't feel like she was really essential to the plot. You don't even remember the movie. I remember Nicole Kidman was <laughs> you didn't Aquaman's even, mom. We, we had we had talked. Me and Joanna were saying like talking about Willem Dafoe the other day, and you're like, he's in Aquaman. Yeah. And, yeah. You didn't realize Willem Dafoe was in it. So I'm not sure I'm going to trust your, you know, time of how much Amber Heard was in. I did not think it was a great movie, and it certainly didn't make any lasting impression on me. But it was a very good movie. I liked it. If you're a fan of Aquaman. But yeah, Amber Heard doesn't really seem like she's really that important in the movie. She plays Mira. She plays his like love interest. Uh, queen. She's also Queen of Atlantis. Well, this is saying that in the Aquaman 2, she's not completely cut from it, but she's in it for 10 minutes, which ten is minutes. just enough time to poop on Aquaman's side of the oyster bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a dog. Poop weighed more than the dog. The poop, as Johnny Depp told us, weighed oh, more than the dog. How's my Johnny Depp impersonation? You're putting a little. Really good. You're putting a little draw on it though, like a southern thing. A what? A drawl? Drawl? A southern yeah, drawl? Yeah, he's kind of doing like a little. I. Uh, it could possibly kind of fit that. some cocaine. It, it, it could was, possibly fit some cocaine in there. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, it's not my cocaine box. Clean your ears out, boy. Is he Foghorn Leghorn now? Yeah, it kind of went into that, didn't it? I said, I said, I I think there's some cocaine that fits in that box there. And I think, I think she pooped the baby. (laughs) I, uh... Oh, my God! What? That corrections officer sold her house last month. The one no, Vicky White. Yes. So let's review this case real quick. This is Alabama, where a guy who was accused of murder escaped with the help of a corrections officer, a female corrections officer. And they went on the lam, and they don't have any. It's not definite yet that she wasn't forced into it, but right. it, it. I think it's looking more and more like. She was a willing participant. It was her last was day last before her day. retirement, and she sold her She sold her house, house last month. Also, I don't know how they haven't found this guy yet. He totally stands out because did you know he is six foot nine? Oh, God. No, I thought he looked kind of tall, but six foot nine six would foot be. Six foot nine. People would note that. Thank you to our app chatters over here who are uh, letting me know updates on wow this. so the sher- sheriff uh, rick singleton is saying we've never had a situation like this with vicky white she was a model employee if she did this willingly and all indications are that she did i guess we're just trying to hold on to that last straw of hope that maybe right. for some reason she was threatened and did this under coercion but we absolutely feel that <laughs> betrayed all right here you go and a little more from the sheriff in uh, lauderdale county alabama 
So uh, leading our casting for the inevitable <laughs> Netflix docudrama, we've got John Krasinski yeah, as Casey tall. White. He's got the John Krasinski hair, but the John Ham face. And we got a couple suggestions for uh, the, uh, the woman. The corrections. The I was trying to think of how to describe her job. Nico says Rebel Wilson, but Joanna thinks Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Well, you have you seen a picture of her? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think both also, of those. I think Nico's basing it on Rebel Wilson being fat. Rebel Wilson's not fat anymore. I'm not. I'm basing it on Rebel Wilson's haircut of not having bangs. Or or having bangs. I'm not sure what the difference is. But She's not big anymore. The picture of the lady has like that blunt haircut, the blunt bang. Yeah, but now picture Amy Schumer with those bangs. Yeah, okay. I it see makes you think of that too. story a few years back. I don't think it's been 10 years, but where two inmates escaped and one of the prison guards, who was a female, helped him escape. And they did make at least one TV movie about that one. So I assume they're probably going to make one oh, about this one. Or a Hulu miniseries. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So the electric company uh, put out a reminder to El Pasoans that if you go solar, like you put rooftop solar panels, even if you're able to get enough solar power... Wait, you mean the El Paso Electric Company, right? Yeah, the El Paso Electric Company. Okay. Who did you think I was talking about? I don't know. There was like a show in the 80s called The Electric Company. It was in the 70s. It was on PBS. Okay, yeah. And it came on after uh, Sesame Street, but before Villalegra. <laughs> 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 The uh, El Paso Electric Company states this on their website, but they had a spokesperson come out on an interview with Channel 9. There is a $30 minimum bill for Texas customers, meaning your electric service bill will be at least $30 every month. So even if you get solar panels that totally offset all of your electric charges they're still going to charge you at least $30. You mean the reason I got rid of my electricity and I bought solar powder? Well, uh, El Paso Electric even says that if anybody's trying to sell you solar panels, claiming that your electric bill will be completely uh, eliminated, it's probably a scam because that's not the case. Uh, so in an interview with KTSM that I linked to, a uh, spokesperson for El Paso Electric says, we want to make sure we're treating all of our customers equally and that our customers who don't have rooftop solar panels aren't subsidizing the cost for our rooftop solar customers. My translation of that is, nice try, hippies, but you will never escape <laughs> the electric company. Kind of, yeah. I guess there are some places in Texas where you could build a place, especially if it was in a remote or uh, just depending on where it is in Texas, you could maybe be completely off the grid mm -hmm. and get your energy from solar, but not El Paso. And I don't think El Paso Electric likes to acknowledge that because of a law that they encouraged that was passed that there would be a minimum bill. That Now, that's a local law or it's not a state law, right? No. Okay. It doesn't exist everywhere in Texas, but El Paso and other cities, San Antonio's got a similar type of deal. But th but that was something they lobbied for. Also, they wanted to lobby for being, if you generated a surplus of energy, that they could harvest that and use it for their paying customers well, that's without what I, reimbursing wait, you. Without which they, the reimbursing? They haven't passed that, but they've tried to. 
Oh my gosh, I thought that was the point of getting solar power panels is because you could generate more electricity than you use and then you could sell it back to the electric company and to put it into the grid. I, I, you know, I read a lot about this in the course of writing this and it sounds like the electric company very much wanted to be able to harvest solar power but not pay for it but not pay the people who were who had and still charge them thirty dollars the whole thing a scam (sighs) yeah maybe a little bit well why why if i am generating electricity i'm actually a, a power producer why well, is Elect- they, they why is El Paso say, Electric saying, s- well, you need a minimum bill of $30 at least still? They're saying in emergency situation, the electricity could still kick in. But then there are some people who put in solar powers who are saying, look, I am never going to need electricity. Like I really uh, got wired up for solar, so I'm not going to need it. But the electric companies just making clear, no, you continue to receive uh, an electric bill at least thirty dollars a month, even if you generate all your electric needs uh, solely from rooftop solar panels. So you can read about that. I wrote it, and I have links uh, at klaq.com, and you can find out more about that by going over to our website. Let's take a break. We got those entertainment news headlines: uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. You're not doing the vampire thing right, according to real vampires. The real vampires want you to know that if you're going to drink somebody's blood, there are certain safety precautions you should take. Right. Get it together, Megan Kelly. As all real vampires should know. Yes, Megan Kelly, their celebrity nickname. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to get to Joanna's Hollywood Report. There was some audio from TikTok that I wanted to play for you, get an opinion on, so hopefully we'll have time for that. But we also have a call. Uh, it's Angel. Hi, Angel. Hey, good morning. Hey, Angel. Hey. What's going on? Good to have a live caller today, right, by the yeah. way. First live call we've had today. Thanks for calling, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's I up? I just wanted to kind of just comment on the uh, solar panel thing. I did get solar panels a few years ago. Um, I ended up getting eight solar panels for my home. Um, I was charged about maybe $12,000 for all eight of them. Um, I do get a, uh, a bill from El Paso Electric, which is around $30 a, a month. But when I have like an over, when I overproduce, they, they give me like maybe, they pay me back like maybe one penny per kilowatt. And I end up generating a little more. So I get like $2.30 from back from El Paso Electric, which my bill comes out to maybe 20, sometimes 27, 28 dollars. Oh, man. And, and uh, yeah, it's ridiculous, because if you look at the charges of how much they charge you per kilowatt, you're like, wow, I didn't get one penny for mine. Like, Well, what do you know? Like, give yeah, us, what give is us an idea. What do they charge for a kilowatt of energy? I'm not exactly sure. I don't have but more than a penny. Know, I, you're saying more than a penny. Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They charge you uh, ridiculous. They, they'll, you know, because your bills will be around, you know, my bill in the summer was almost 200 something dollars a, a month with the air conditioning and everything running. So, uh, but now I only pay about maybe 27, 26 dollars on average per month. E- even during um, the summer? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, uh, like, it'll, it'll be a little more. Sometimes I might go over. Uh, it might be like forty dollars, forty-five. Wow! But I, but uh, the, the the sad thing is, my parents ended up putting solar panels as well, and they got. See, I only have eight solar panels, 
but they ended up putting 16 solar panels on my parents' house because they're, they're, you know, they're trying to get this 100% coverage where you don't pay a single penny. But what's, what's, what, I, what I found out is it's kind of a scam because what you're really uh, paying, like, I don't know, like, uh, I can't remember how much they, they charge them, like $30,000 for, for all 16 solar panels. And so I, to cover that kind of that $30 in there, and it's like, a, it's not really worth it, you know, if you're... I would, I'm trying to think, like, if it costs $30,000 to install, how long would you have to live using those same solar panels to make that back? Well, Angel, tell me this. In other places, do do electric companies pay more for you being a producer of electricity? So if you and your parents having solar panels, now you are making energy that could potentially go back into the grid. Now they're giving him a penny a kilowatt. <laughs> well, no, I'm wondering if that yeah. if, if that is just standard across the country or is el paso electric being you know cheap i i read into it it was uh it was some uh i don't know some commission that that uh governs this thing they uh uh el paso electric petition to them so yeah. that we could pay because we're on the grid so they're not getting they weren't getting anything i think it was before december 2000 uh i can't remember 2012 something i can if you had solar panels before then you're 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 like grandfathered in. You're not paying El Paso Electric anything. As a matter of fact, they're probably paying you like giving you credits. Like you, some people get like ten dollars, fifteen dollars back from right. from El Paso Electric. But if but if you install them after a certain uh, date and and uh, then you you got on that for I, it's thirty dollars that I have to pay, and it's on it's on there. It's like they got a, their hooks in um, you now. <laughs> like if you went ahead and did it now, they they well, say at least thirty dollars minimum, even if all, even if you generate all the electricity from your solar panels. It seems like there's exactly. no incentive anymore for for you to want to get solar panels, which I th- I think would be the opposite. I, I'll tell you, I'm definitely considering it, but I'm waiting for it to become a little more efficient. You know, where it's maybe not as expensive to install and and the efficiency goes up. And it would be nice if the electric company wasn't still trying to put their hand in your pocket after you've tried to, you know, break ties with them. All right. Angel, thank you. Appreciate the call. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Have a great one. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to our entertainment news. I'll I'll bring up the TikTok thing when we get a chance, but I want to make sure we have plenty of time for today's news headlines with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. In a new video posted on her Instagram, Drew Barrymore has apologized to fans who took issue with her goofing on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. During a segment of her talk show, Barrymore had joked that the crazy trial was a, quote, seven-layer dip of insanity, offering up this information that nobody had to know. She's not wrong. I think she's right. So she was saying they're both in there spilling, you know, and they've got different witnesses backing up their sides of the story with stuff that could have remained private. Mm -hmm. Well, here is what Drew Barrymore had to say. In the interview, she was also with Anthony Anderson, but no word from him yet. Online Barrymore's critics had voiced her their displeasure with her comments, with one saying, Drew didn't only offend fans, she basically told male domestic violence victims that they deserve to be mocked if they come forward. What? What? She, was, she said this case is a seven layered dip dip, dip of, of crazy, crazy that we didn't have to uh, all know about. Uh, uh, What's uh, wrong uh, with saying that? Not wrong, I think. I mean, most people who are the victims of abuse, uh, their cases are not so widely publicized like this. 
Right. Yeah, there's a lot of dirty laundry that's being aired in this case. and We don't need to know a lot of it I think either. most people would probably not. Right. I almost feel like I, 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 I'm actively seeking it out, so I'm, I'm asking for it. But it's a lot of <laughs> stuff where it's like, God, I really didn't need to know about the pooping on the bed. There's the just so much of it that I didn't need to right. know. I'm almost upset with Drew Barrymore for apologizing for, apologizing for this. <laughs> that she felt the need to explain her seven crazy layer dip comment. Like, when you yeah. have to explain off the high end comments like that, uh, we, you've lost already. Speaking of seven layer dips of insanity, last week we learned against our will all about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's thirst for each other's blood for ritual purposes, of course. <laughs> A ritual. <laughs> well, now real life self identifying vampires are weighing in with their concerns. The co-founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association said they need to take precautions while testing for disease, like testing for diseases and bloodborne illnesses. He said most vampires do extensive research on their donors for like six months and also have them retested every three months or so to be safe. Does this uh, New Orleans vampire dude have a name? Lestat? <laughs> uh, you know what? I didn't check the name, but the founder of the Endless Night of Vampire Ball. Father Sebastian warned that blood withdrawal should be done by medical professionals and none of this cutting with broken glass business that Machine Gun Kelly apparently Absolutely. Does. Is that what they're saying? That is that what they're... Uh, this could just all be no, publicity. No, this is what Megan, Ke- Megan Fox, Fox was saying. said it herself that sometimes he gets so into the ritual that he just cuts his chest. No, I think she wishes she could take this back because she's had to explain it a lot and people have been coming out against her. I will say this. Uh, we have a guest on the phone. Oh, oh who? we do? Hello, children of the... <laughs> oh, hello. Father Sebastian. Oh. How are you doing, Father Sebastian? Well, I'm about to go to sleep because the sun is coming up. <laughs> I am the vampire who says that you should be more safe. Mm-hmm. You are drinking someone's blood. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, yeah. Take precautions, right? Use a clean... <laughs> or your fangs. <laughs> right. Don't use broken glass. Also, don't go to most restaurants. They use a lot of garlic. Uh-huh. And many of them have steaks. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say something about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, that? yeah? What? One! One crazy lunatic! One? One? Two! Two <laughs> crazy <laughs> lunatics! They're making a mockery of our blood-devouring desires! <laughs> we have to pray! <laughs> 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 Why can't overcrip something I was not supposed to? <laughs> Like to come to my superb owl. Yes. <laughs> well, we get to touch a little beak. <laughs> Only if you're lucky. <laughs> what happened to my voice? It <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time for Be- bed. Yeah. Father Sebastian from the Eternal. I'm so happy we got him on. Something. From the eternal, eternal something, Whatever. something. New, New Orleans. 
Yeah. Uh, you want to take a break here? Yes, let's do that. All right, and we'll come back. Um, we'll be back. We still have some new sad news on the Wonder Twins movie. From the DC Expanded Universe, mm-hmm. we got news about the Wonder Twins movie. It's not good news. Come it's on. not. So sad. We'll be back, and we'll have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz said he's going to drop by. He was at the NFL Draft in Las Vegas last week. And uh, has that to report on playoffs continue to heat up in the NBA. Let's find out how turnt they got in Vegas. <laughs> I bet they didn't get very turnt. <laughs> Before we get back to our entertainment news segment, we've got another call. And I believe it's more uh, more information on solar panels. Mm-hmm. We've got Alan. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Alan? I not much. I was listening to the caller about the solar. Yeah, I couldn't de- decide if that guy regrets getting the solar panels or if he or if he. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, and then they did, and then you said, "Well, I don't understand why they have to why they have to pay off House Electric thirty bucks a month." But did you hear when he said that one some month it's forty five dollars a month because he has to use more power? Right. So he's still hooked into and the grid somehow. Exactly, and there's still an electric meter that has to be read. There's still a bill of power lines that have to be maintained, transformers. There's still um, power plants that have to be maintained, and that's part of that $30 fee. And as part of the franchise agreement um, for El Paso Electric Company to operate here, they have to be able to generate enough electricity to serve the service territory, all of our customers. So if you use power or you don't use power, they still have to maintain that system. So you said our, which makes me want to ask you, Alan, do you work for the electric company? (laughs) Uh, Used to. You used to. All right. Yeah. I, you know what? I was it, really wait, interested is, in Is $30 a fair amount, though, to keep, the, uh, keep for all of the no, stuff? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to get into that. I'm not a spokesman or anything for the kind. I was just a listener. But, you know, that's, you know, that's just part of the deal. These scammers that come out and tell you, because I've had them come here. Right. I've looked into solar. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, you'll get, you know, you'll get, you'll make money. You'll do this, that. Yeah. You know, and the payback period for me was like going to be 25 years. Right, 25 years is still until you break even on the solar panel. Yeah, until right? I break even. Well, you know. Well, I, I imagine, I, w- I hope that the technology gets better and maybe the, the, the cost yeah. installation goes down and more people go solar. Uh huh. Then that would probably work well for El Paso, but what if you're in Seattle where it's yeah. cloudy 300 days out of the year? You know, I wonder well, if and you still, well. yeah, you still have to be connected to the grid unless, like you said, you're off in the middle of nowhere. And that's what I really wanted to find out was, like, if you just, in El Paso County, if you just went out in the desert somewhere and built your own house and never connected to the grid in the first place, could you avoid, you know, and you had solar uh, solar panels, let's say you had rooftop solar panels, would you still have to pay that $30 fee if you were never hooked up to the grid to begin with? No, you have no connection to the company. It's just like you don't have to pay, you know, for your cable if you don't use it. If you're not using anything, you know, if you're getting TV over the air and you're not getting satellite or anything, you're not paying anything. But it's there when you need it, right? Yeah, but 
just to be clear of what we're talking about, the the electric uh-huh. company says on their website, you're going to get a thirty, you're going to get at least a thirty dollar bill a month, even if you generate all your electric electric needs from from solar panels. Okay, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I think you'd have to be connected to the grid to the because. I mean, how are they going to track you down in well, the middle that, of the desert? And I'll, I'll, I will grant you that that was one of the things I wasn't 100% clear on. If you just went out and bought the thing yeah. and, and rigged it all up yourself, how are they going to know that you're not connected to their grid? Although, I wouldn't put it past them that if they found out, they, they're going to try and send you a $30 bill. Anyway, I don't know for sure, though. All right, Alan, well, thanks for the call. All right. All right, appreciate yeah. it. See, I had always heard that the point of getting solar panels was that so you could sell the 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 power that you didn't use, and that that would pay back your solar eventually. I mean, that's how you make back the money from the installation and everything. Yeah, but you're a, getting a penny per kilowatt. A penny in El Paso, but I'm looking up the rates. Uh, this is called a net metering program, and the rates for electric companies across Texas is a fifteen to twenty cents per kilowatt hour that you generate so you extra alan who called there and i sussed out that he worked for the electric or used to work for the electric (laughs) company was talking about a franchise agreement so this is the thing when el paso electric they got it codified or written in right that basically you can't get away from the electric company even if you even if you're 100% solar. I guess what I'm saying is, how do people do this in other st- cities and states and not have to pay the electric company th- this month? It's a specific Why franchise is it for us? arrangement. That it's just worked- us? Yes, the electric company worked it out with the city. They lobbied for this. Let's fight back. How, how are you going to do that? Let's start a campaign. Uh, you know what? I'm all for that. Don't use as much electricity. Turn your lights off. Run your air conditioner slightly warmer. Or incentivize me for wanting to put solar... Aren't we trying to move away from fossil fuels? Shouldn't we be trying to incentivize solar panels? Shouldn't we say, you should get solar panels. Uh, That's better for people. Uh, Here's a reason. I'll give you a tax break, a tax credit. Oh, I think even like people... I think the electric company would even say long-term that's the goal, but they're not willing to let you get off scot-free either. Right. Well, they're not making it easy. Yeah, it should be encouraged. I oh, think so. You've gone solar. Good for you. Mm-mm. Sell back and we will pay you uh, whatever energy you produce because now you're essentially an electric provider. Yeah, the electric company doesn't see it that way and they definitely took some very aggressive steps to make sure they would still be able to charge people, even people who don't use uh El Paso electric electricity. D- uh, uh, what Alan was saying was, okay, you you're paying for the ability to still be connected to the grid, right? Yeah, that's what that thirty dollars. Right. Does it take thirty dollars for you for a month for you to be no. connected no, to no. the grid still? Um, well, there are different what, fees. You know, if they have to do maintenance and stuff. Even if you didn't use the electricity that much, I mean, would fifteen dollars cut it? Would ten? <laughs> that's not. That's not the agreement that the electric company worked out. When they got their deal with the city, I guess. Justice. I, I'm. I'm. Do you even pay your own electric bill? Yeah, but I, I also want to get solar. I've thought about. I have friends that sell it. Um, they've been, you know, trying to get me to do solar. And so, uh, you know, I, it's a big upfront cost, right, for solar. There's a lot of initial investment in it because, you, yeah, you're, you're paying for the installation, yeah. the actual, and you're hoping that it pays itself off over time. It's not time. free. No, I mean, I'll not say that. Free, but to get it hooked up, but I haven't really 
investigated or looked into See, getting you live up. closer to New Mexico, and I'm wondering if you got solar there, like Santa Teresa, what the rules are and how different it is. Well, I'm still in El Paso, so... I, I know, but I'm if you're across you're... the line in Sutherland Park, it might be a. I don't know. You know, right. I don't know if El Paso Electric covers those New Mexico communities that are still, you know, part of the area. But yeah, I'm curious to see what their reasoning is. How thirty dollars seems to be like an arbitrary number for you to stay connected it to the grid. Seems like thirty dollars is the amount that they settled on with the city, and if you go in other places in Texas. So this was a city thing. I wonder if there's any specific it's rep that we could talk fr- to or... I just talked to Alan who used to work for the electric company. That's, <laughs> that's good enough, isn't it? I think so. All right, more entertainment uh, news and Hollywood notes with Joanna Barba. Joanna, what else do we have today? Well, Nicolas Cage is giving fans a glimmer of hope for a face-off sequel. It's been over 20 years after the original, and while fans have long called for the film, which was a hit at the box office, to receive a sequel, the suggestion has never gone off the ground. However, in a new interview with ComicBook.com, Cage suggested that wheels were in motion for face-off 2. Maybe. <laughs> have you ever Did seen you... face-off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got just about the most ridiculous premise right because it's like okay we're so gonna you take guys this... your bodies are identical but because what? they only swap faces and then he sleeps with the guy's he wife with the wife <laughs> and she's like oh yeah. your penises are identical it's the same 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 penis. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it's absolutely bananas no but it what is, was but cool about it was to see the personalities before nicholas cage the bad guy he's like a terrorist and so you've got Nicolas Cage acting like John Travolta, and you've got John, John Travolta, Travolta acting like, like Nicolas Cage. Cage character. Also, their voices Maybe. change, too. They swap faces. I think there was something in it. They like had a voice gonna, change. Yeah, we're going to do a Amazing. voice change thing as well. I loved it. Well, they must have made like, oh, you've got to have John Travolta's penis in order what, to fool his wife. What do you think the title will be for a sequel? Face Off. Two? Two. Two faces? Face On. <laughs> I I like that one better. And finally, some sad cinematic news. According to a report from the Hashtag Show, Warner Brothers Discovery has decided to scrap the Wonder Twins film right before production was set to begin. No details were given as to why the feature was canceled, but all signs indicate Discovery's recent $43 billion merger with Warner Media. The Wonder Twins project already had Riverdale's K.J. Appa and Isabel May set to play the purple-clad alien twins Zan and Jaina. Can I tell you just a little bit about the Wonder Twins? There was a show on Sunday, Saturday morning cartoons. Called the Super Friends. Well, it was the Super Friends, and it was all about the superheroes. And these two, I think, were made for the show. I don't know if they ever crossed over into DC Comics, but I think they they were were made made for for the show. show. Yes. And they were aliens who had Spock ears. (laughs) She could turn into any animal and he could turn into any form of water. Okay? Yes. And any shape of the water. If they're aliens, it makes you wonder why her power was to change into earth creatures. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, yeah. Also, they had a pet space monkey named Gleek. I know, I had suggested for our next Halloween float, me and Nico, Wonder Twins, Buzz, the monkey. Yes, that would be... I get to be Gleek? You get yeah. to be Gleek. Um, but just to let you know how far they would stretch this premise, especially of of Jan 
the brother turning into water. I just got have Zan. A, oh, Zan, Zan and, and Zana. Zan and Zana. Listen to what Zan changes okay. into in this scenario. Here we go. All right. Yes, he's turning into an ice unicycle. And if you're thinking, <laughs> why an ice unicycle? How else are you going to get around? Because I guess they've got to go somewhere, and she's going to use her multiple tentacles. <laughs> and then, wait, why a unicycle? Why not yeah. a bicycle? A bicycle would be easier. Why not a tank or a car? <laughs> Shape of an ice car. Uh, so anyway. Jaina is turning into an octopus, and okay. Zan is turning into an ice, ice unicycle. Unicycle. <laughs> I got it. The, un- the ice. The unicycle's made of ice. Why which, does it have to be made out of ice? It has to be a for- It has to be water of some kind. So he could turn into a tidal wave, or he could turn into. Why not the tidal wave? I, you know, I think they they didn't want to do tidal wave every time. Okay. And also. I would imagine probably one of the artists said, "Hey, I can draw a pretty good uh, a unicycle. <laughs> let's have him. Let's have him turn into a unicycle." <laughs> so the, she just hops. On she top just with- hops right because you know octopuses are naturally know how to ride ice unicycles. With all of the many tentacles, it's going to be able to ride that unicycle. It's probably going to hit like. The well, speed of sound. One, one of the uh, one of the Cartoon Network uh, bumper things that they used to have between shows would be, uh, what's his name, Zane? Zan. Zan t- t- saying, "Taking take the form of bucket of water." And, oh, that's right. And then the janitor comes and then just uses a mop <laughs> to clean up, and they turn off the lights for him. I remember that. <laughs> just water. See, they they couldn't just do water. Oh, and sadly, we will never get to see this. This could on the have been brought screen. to the big screen with real life actors turning into ice unicycles. You guys, how is this on not happening? I gotta say, octopus. as a fan of DC, I'm glad they put a bullet in this one and put I it to sleep. Oh, I wanted no. to see them. No. I wanted to see those Wonder Twins powers unite. Wonder right. Twins were never a super popular brand. Let me tell they you, did go they to the comic books, so. They were when I was a kid. They were? Watching Saturday morning cartoons. Hell yeah. It wasn't Firestorm, or it wasn't Green Arrow, and Batman, or Robin. That was all the Justice League, I would say. Super Friends. They're, on TV, they were the Super Friends, not the Justice League. Wonder Twins is what I call boobs. <laughs> <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. The world has been robbed. Damn you, DC. <laughs> it's like they're trying to stop the good stuff from happening. You know. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. There's something on uh, TikTok. You might be surprised to hear me uh, talking about TikTok. Very. Something I was just interested about. Uh, Nico found uh, some more audio of the Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins yeah. live action movie has been put on ice. Well, just like Zan. <laughs> so let's so let's hear what you've got. Here. I actually remember hearing this. For, it was it was on Cartoon Network uh, all the time in the 2000s. You were playing this for me, and I thought it was like a legitimate PSA that they had done back when. Steve, are you old enough to remember uh, Super Friends Saturday morning cartoon Super Friends with Superman and Batman and Aquaman and 
What's wrong with you? I'm almost 50. Of course I remember Super Friends. Do you remember <laughs> the Wonder Twins? Yes, I remember the Wonder Twins. They were going to make right. a live-action movie. Yes. But then they remembered they're the Wonder Twins. And they suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, here is a Cartoon Network, uh, I guess, PSA. Ready? Whenever you're ready, bud. Oh, all right. <laughs> Every time. And here we go, Steve Kaplowitz back from Las Vegas in the NFL draft. Was that a good trip? Did that uh, work out? Did you have a lot of access at the NFL draft? Steve? It was. It was great. Absolutely great. Were uh, you in, tons uh, of were access. You on, like a media row. No, it, a- there was. A, it was a media convention center, is what it was. So what they did was they took about I don't know ten tables that had to be about. I don't know, 50 feet to 100 feet each in, in, in length, and they just stacked chairs that, like, everybody was, like, pretty much next to each other. So there's about 500, 500 of us working at one time, and then we all had access to the press conferences. So How did like, it break down? How many radio, how many TV, how many print? I would say probably um, 40% radio slash podcasts. And then, oh, yeah. Um, Forgot about podcasts. Yeah, and then about another... Thirty percent uh, TV, thirty percent print, and maybe you- it might even be fifty, twenty-five, twenty-five. Because I'll be honest with you, there are so many people doing podcasts that I was and I they was get shocked. credentialed, shocked. Yeah, they do. They had get you ever heard of them? Uh, a few of them I had, um, but there were some people that I just you know you just look at them and you're like, wow. Give like a, Barstool them- Sports, do they have a podcast where they actually they do? But I don't think they were there. Okay. Um, but I mean, uh, cities, big cities all over the country were were dealing with the podcast. It was pretty it was pretty entertaining when you started to look at everybody that was there. So uh, you know, for example, Houston, uh, there's a guy that works on the afternoon drive show in Houston, but he's also a huge Jet fan. So on his own, he does a YouTube show. So he was he had his little computer with his camera and he had his microphone his usb mic and he's doing like a live youtube show for jet fans while the draft was going on after he finished his show in houston that he was doing so yeah i mean a lot of these guys are doing you know two three other side projects on top of it all 30 of those jet fans must have been ecstatic let me tell you something Jet fans were everywhere the in Vegas. Jet fans oh should have been God. very happy. They probably got the best draft, uh, according yeah. to a lot of sources, Sporting News, NFL.com, and ESPN yeah. say the Jets they absolutely the cleaned up in the draft. They killed it. Well, um, but you were the one to explain to me that the people who do the worst at the end of a season get the top picks at the beginning. That's uh, correct. Beginning. So does that mean that the Jets w- did bad last year? And terrible. Now, now they have the, like, the chance to really turn things around. They do. They do. They made. They, they. They. You know, had a great draft. They. They addressed a ton of needs, and and I loved what they did. They were very aggressive, and it, and it was good. Um, and it was interesting because I didn't see as many Cowboys fans there. Now on the flight yeah. to Vegas Thursday morning, there were probably about I don't know half a dozen to ten uh, people going for the first time in as Cowboy fans. They were leaving El Paso, going to Vegas, and that was cool. So they were all on the plane, excited about it. But when I got to Vegas. A lot of Lions fans. A lot of Lions fans. Um, I yeah. saw. You yep. The do Jets, anything to get Giants, out of Detroit? You, probably so. And the, and the Lions had a really. They were picking second, so Lions fans were excited because they knew they were getting a really good pick. How about um, Raiders fans? Since the Raiders, there was a good, yeah, Vegas, good amount, so. good amount of Raiders fans there. Because I mean, for them, it was just a you know just a trip down to the Strip instead of having to leave town. They were there, so Raiders fans showed up in big numbers. Or they're out on parole, you know. <laughs> oh my God, it's, uh, 
That, that, that joke will never end, will it? No. I didn't think this so. This was the first time uh, Adrian Brodus, your uh, co-host, Brodus. I believe it's Brodus, right? Bro- it's Brodus. Brodus. Uh, yes. This was his first time in Vegas, wasn't it? It was. Did he have a good time? He had a great time. Did well. Um, won a little money. He beat Vegas, ah, which was nice. cool. What did he play? Um, roulette. And then I think he played some cards and also not, not like, um, like poker. Blackjack. Blackjack, and, and he played little slots. Uh, Buzz and I were taking Big bets three. to see if either of you would come back with a tooth missing or half of a Mike Tyson tattoo. No, we or- didn't. Um, we didn't do the, the strongest drinks we had while we were in Vegas. Um, I did have a Long Island iced tea from O'Shea's, which is my favorite. That's, That's my go to. Oh Long my Island? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and a, by the way, like and, a bunch and, of divorcees who <laughs> were in their 30s. That's Kaplowitz's drink. A well, Long Island. Like, That's got more alcohol than. Any other drink? It's though. the strongest alcoholic <laughs> drink on the strip. There's that's no, there's a, no, there's no question. Uh, Steve once ordered a Long Island iced tea in a biker bar, and I was yes. with him. I said, "If you ever do that again, you're gonna have." By gonna the way, in case you're wondering, how about, this? Yourself. how about this? Um, Long Island iced tea at O'Shea's, seven, yeah. seventeen dollars. Holy wow. crap! And that's oh, yeah. O'Shea's. That's yeah. like the cheapest exactly. drinks in town. That's right. That's right. Well, O'Shea's is now connected to Caesars, which is connected to the Link, and that's all part of this middle strip area where the draft was. So, is it still the same old O'Shea's yep. with the same carpet that's been there yep. for seventy years? Yep. Five dollar <laughs> tables. It's great. It is yeah, like you, you can play blackjack for five dollar card tables, and it's oh, right amazing. across the street from yep. Caesars. Is the best. It's, it, it was it was terrific. So that was nice. I got to have a, a Long Island like the old days because I hadn't been to Vegas in about uh, like in that part of Vegas in about fifteen years. So that was nice. Although the drinks have doubled in price, like you would expect. But here's the thing: it's interesting. More so when you're walking, oh my god! Oh, let's talk about geez. that for a second. Oh, can it you still is smoke? just. It's Weed City. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you walk around on the strip. That's all you smell. Now here is the. Here is the, um, the think about theory how many behind people, that. Think about how many people, though, are vaping, and you don't yes, smell that. That's true. But here's the theory behind weed in Vegas. It is much cheaper to smoke weed than and it drink. is to drink. Right. So, therefore, people are taking advantage of it because they know um, it'll be less expensive for them to get high in Vegas than it would be to get drunk. Yeah. So, that is one of the reasons why some people believe there is so much of it in the Strip. But there was a ton of it. Well, uh, it was I, crazy. I think you've also got people that are coming from states where they don't have, like Texas, where they don't have any legal weed. And they go too. and they just cut loose in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was amazing. Especially um, if they're flying in. It's like, I'm going to buy this, but i got to smoke it before I go back to McCarran. <laughs> Are you speaking yeah, from not, experience? And by the way, you're not supposed <laughs> to smoke outside. That, the idea I know, in Vegas I've is you're told not supposed to smoke that. outside. I've told room. Nico this a hundred times. You're not supposed to smoke outside. And a lot of people. Everybody does it. They do. They don't care. They do. I remember I was in Vegas with a friend, and there was a police officer right next to us. And there was like another group. Everybody was doing it right in front of me. How about this? Our room reeked of smoke and weed when wow. we got in for the first time on Thursday. And I go, oh my. It was unbelievable. Are cigarettes so, still a thing around there? You still uh, smell that or not as much? Not as much, although some people were smoking. I mean, every, you could smoke anything you want to smoke, whether it's cigars, cigarettes, uh, joints. Didn't matter what. Everybody was just what in, in the, the light ca- You couldn't smoke a joint in the casino. No, no, no. You can't smoke a joint in the casino. That was like somebody crazy. Was, you didn't see that or smell no. that. But I smell. But no. But in now, our room, one thing we that smelled. I've noticed for about twenty five years is that the dealers will. They can't tell you not to smoke, but they'll definitely make a big show out of. <laughs> Yeah, like they'll do. Like if oh, you're no, sitting now at their there are table, some areas that are are smoke free. There are some, but for a long time, you, it's almost now, like it's a deal in their contract. We can make a face and we can <clears throat> cough, but we can't tell people they they can't smoke. I'll tell you this though: the, the 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 you know, in terms of the area where we were, 
the Ice Cube show Friday night after the draft. That's where it was just it was getting crazy. So oh, people were, now Ice Cube played a concert um, at the draft on the stage where they were making the picks after the end of the uh, third round Friday night. Buzz Ice Cube is a, a, a rapper who actually now does family movies. Cube, <laughs> I know who Ice Cube is, and Cube was, uh, and he's he got a, a basketball crowd. league. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the big three. big three. Did you see any uh, famous athletes when you were walking around? Um, so do do athletes go to the? Were they all there or some? A lot not of there? Athlete, a lot of famous athletes were there. Now some were signing autographs. Okay. Marcus Allen was there signing autographs. Do you have any idea who Marcus Allen is? No. Okay. Played for the Raiders. Won Super Bowls. Oh, cool. Um, really USC. Good friends with OJ Simpson. Mm. Well, he was oh. there. Aaron Jones was there. We tried to see Aaron. Hey. We, we couldn't. We couldn't uh, catch up with Aaron while he was there. But he was there. Did they give you access to any team personnel? So it's interesting. The team personnel were in their own area. They had their own separate area from the media. But here's what would happen: player would get drafted. Player would, after shaking hands and taking pictures and doing all the interviews on the stage, would leave the outdoor area, come inside to where we were, and then oh, have okay. press conferences with the media that was there to talk to them. So that's what that's what we saw a lot of. We heard uh, earlier a call from Jerry Jones to the pick that he had. Uh, Tyler Smith out of the University of Tulsa. So he's a Golden Hurricane who's a center, and that's who the Cowboys got their first pick. And we yeah. got the audio from that, if you want to hear that. Sure, let's hear that. Well, that's very cool. That's yeah. just... Hold on before you celebrate. I got some more. That's hilarious. It's true. Well, the whole Cowboy staff is pretty much white. So, yeah, that was interesting. But, hey, he's 6'5", 324, big, big boy, left tackle, plays uh, with an edge. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that's their, you know, some people questioned the pick. They thought the Cowboys should have traded back, gotten extra picks because they didn't necessarily know if Smith was that value at that spot based on what the Cowboys needed. But you know what? They needed offensive line. They got it. Other uh, teams that everybody's saying did pretty well are the Ravens, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Texans. They say the Cowboys yep. did, you know, pretty good. Ravens always draft well, by the way. The Ravens are probably the – they always seem to get the best value of every single draft. Don't ex- can't explain it. They just do. So some Giants people, did well, too. Some people are calling in some of the decisions that the Patriots and specifically Bill Belichick made in this draft. Kind of strange. That? Yeah. Kind of so- strange, especially since the player they drafted in the first round – has the last name of Strange. I don't know if you heard about this. His name is Cole Strange. He's an offensive guard from Chattanooga. And uh, people, you know, yeah, he's versatile. He played in the Senior Bowl. But even though he's a projected starter, a lot of people thought that was a strange pick because he should not have been a first-round spot at you know the uh, 29th position. They all pegged him as a second-round pick. Well, it seems like, and tell me if this would be uh, fair to say, in this draft this year, it hasn't been so much about the skill positions, a lot more about the linemen and the meat and potato guys. Yes, that's exactly right. When you look at, first off, this draft was fascinating because there were six receivers taken in the first 18 picks. So that right there is unprecedented. One-third of the first 18 were receivers, but a lot of offensive linemen, guards, and tackles. That was big. A lot of defensive ends. Do you realize, Buzz, there was one quarterback taken um, in the first round and no running backs taken in the first round this year? Yeah, that's 
That's unusual. Very much for so. Sure. Very much so. But it was great. Uh, we had a good t- a couple days while we were there. And, uh, you know, just uh, happy to be out there and looking forward to maybe turning this into an annual thing. Next year's draft is not in Vegas. It's in Kansas City, which is not Vegas, but still, you know. Uh, a good stake in Kansas City. I great stakes that. in Kansas City. That's true. So maybe that's uh, something we could uh, we could look at planning in the future. NBA playoffs, I guess Luka had a 40-point game again uh, last night. So, Have you been watching these games? No, I'm about to get. I'm about to go into NBA mode. It's getting to the point where some of these games are pretty good. So. Do you, yeah, they do you watch it. the finals every year? Oh, yeah. When it gets down to the finals, I try and watch all, all of the games in the finals. Now, last night, Suns beat the Mavs 121-114. It's going to be a great series, by the way. That's going to be fun. Heat took care of the Sixers, 106-92. you got to wonder with the a situation with Embiid, how much that's going to affect Philadelphia, even though they've got James Harden. So those are two really interesting series. And then tonight, we've got the others. You've got the Grizzlies and Warriors with Golden State leading one game to none, winning that first game on the road. And then the Bucks celtics Milwaukee also beating Boston uh, in that first game. So they lead one nothing. So those are your two series: Bucks, Celtics, Warriors, Grizzlies. In addition to what we saw last night, any live shows this week, Steve? You got a bunch of uh, Chihuahuas baseball. What's going on over on our partner station? Lots of Chihuahuas baseball. They play tonight. The road trip now uh, is going to give us some early games. So tonight. 5.05 against Sugarland Buzz. So 5.05, which means we're only on for an hour today. Tomorrow morning, it's a 10.05 game. Oh, so we'll have morning game. breakfast with the Chihuahuas on 600 ESPN El Paso, which means full There's three 10.05 hour game tomorrow? 10.05, but not it's on the road. It? Yeah, let's it's knock on, off the last... Oh, it's, it's on, on the road. It's in Sugarland. Let's get. Let's take off at, like at 7 a.m. And head over to Sh- Sugar. Go into Houston. It's Sugarland's Houston right. area. That would yeah. be good, guys. And Yes, that would oh, be perfect. Crud. So uh, 10.05 tomorrow morning uh, on the road in Sugarland, and then 6.05 Thursday, Friday. So we'll have some uh, a couple of shortened shows for Sports Talk, but we'll be in the studios, the Lubingo Studios, every day this week. Lots to talk about, lots of great guests, and uh, looking forward to uh, what's... Uh, also, UTEP News. They uh, signed another player yesterday. Um, Malik Zachary um, is a guard that is going to be added to the point guard rotation buzz. So he is now a minor, and Sule Boom... Uh, announced he is going to uh, Xavier. So Sule hmm. Boom will be going to Xavier with Sean Miller, the former Arizona coach. He's now at Xavier, and uh, looks like you know Boom's going to have his opportunity to play in the Big East. Uh, Why, why'd you season. make a mm, kind of sound? Sule Boom's a great player. Yeah, yes. I mean, uh, he really came on last season too. And oh, so you're so, it'll be sad to see him go. The, the, yes. Yeah. So many transfer. I mean, the college sports seems like it's all about. The transfer portal. It is. There's fourteen hundred. There's fourteen hundred basketball players into the transfer portal. Yeah, I know. Fourteen hundred. Oh my god. And more and more, that's the case with college football. So you've got all kinds right. of shakeups going on with people. Uh, Which, by the way, I mean, UTEP has not had a ton of players go into the portal. So credit to Dana Dimmel, who, by the way, is finalizing a two-year contract extension that'll give him a little bit of a bump, about a thirteen percent raise. So he's going to make uh, eight hundred fifty thousand over these two years for the extension. He'll be under contract through twenty twenty-four. And Ben Wallace, the volleyball coach, also gets a Five-year contract extension. Uh, that news also, uh, you know, broke uh, yesterday. All right, thanks for dropping by, Cappy. Good to see you guys. Mm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We just have a few minutes to uh, wrap up the show, put some finishing touches. 
There are uh, multiple sources who are now confirming that Naomi Judd died of suicide. So the the mama from the country uh-huh. duo, so the Judds, uh, here's a little report on it. So it looks like in that statement, uh, they're confirming that uh, Naomi Judd, that means she she committed suicide knowing she was about to be inducted in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Like a day before. Uh, I had also read that she suffered with depression for a long time, major depression. Uh, yeah, it's sad to hear. I wasn't aware of any mm-hmm. of that. We've got a lot of people on our Facebook chat who are talking about the Met Gala. And, ah, the Met Gala. Uh, and Antonio is like, well, what's that? And Caroline answered, basically an overly glorified costume party for the rich and famous that benefits the Met Museum in New York City. Oh, that was a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a costume party for really, really rich and famous people. Uh, The theme this year was the Gilded Age. Caroline also said, I've always wondered what else happens there. I believe there's a fancy dinner. But, that's, uh, but yeah. what else? I no, mean, I think that's it. That? Yeah. I think it's just about going, supporting. Um, Antonio says probably cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's that box around. I wonder, so a lot of people were uh, uh, in the chat saying, well, why, do, why aren't we talking about that more? And really, uh, does it, it matter? It doesn't. To me, it doesn't interest me other than look at this spectacle of a bunch of rich people wearing well, i guess kim kardashian wore marilyn monroe's actual dress and she had to lose 16 pounds to 16 pounds to fit into marilyn monroe's dress also do but you, who cares i mean i really really do you think the theme care. of the gilded age was a little bit maybe inappropriate because the gilded age was a time of huge wealth inequality of of rich people being rich and poor people being Poor. I like how they also try and spin this into some kind of social justice thing when uh, more than anything else, it's just this class division. You know, these people that are invited to the Met Gala are having the time of their life and all the people who are serving them drinks or providing security are wearing masks, you know, like they're like they're Morlocks. Yeah. (laughs) They're the permanent underclass. And the the theme of Gilded Age is a little bit on the nose. Also, people are saying that that. Uh, was was in everybody's headlines yesterday, but at the same time, the leaked Supreme Court decision about the Roe v. Ray, uh, Roe v. Wade reversal. So they were saying, it's kind of weird to see these rich people at a gala and kind of rights being taken away. Um, yeah, it's it's grotesque, if you ask me. You know, just yeah, the level, level of privilege yeah. and just parading your privilege. And but, acting like, you're, yeah, they're acting like they're the... Most important, richest. Do you guys ever use Instacart or anything where you have somebody do your grocery shopping for you? Is that anything you've experienced? Nope. When I had COVID, oh, I yeah? did a Walmart. Oh, I hear that one's mm-hmm. worth it. It was really great, yeah. But Instacart, they have so many fees. Like, there's a $4 delivery fee for every order under oh, over $35. Oh, oh, and a 5% service fee. I want to pay uh-huh. something here that is going viral on TikTok. It's a woman uh, claiming that she'll cancel her order if she finds out that her Instacart shopper is a man because they don't know what they're doing. 
I've never used a shopping service. That now that seems like something to my ears. That sounds like an incredibly privileged thing. You know that you've got somebody who goes and does your shopping for you. But well, I guess not. Well, think about how much uh, groceries cost. Sometimes it can cost a hundred dollars for groceries or more. Um, and if it's more convenient to have that all sorted for you beforehand, maybe it is worth it. They, shopping costs me a lot more when I do it because I'm an impulse buyer. Right. All I have to do is see something that has some pretty packaging, and it's like whatever it's like psychological. A yeah, flame. absolutely. <laughs> you know, all that marketing budget goes into pushing people's emotional buttons. Like Buzz, and will, there's no bigger sucker than I am. Buzz will go out for groceries, Joanna, and just come back with candles, like no food. What happened to the food? No nope, candles. So we need. No, a- no, I always have food, but a lot of candles. <laughs> Okay. When is this anti-male bias <laughs> on TikTok going to end, you guys? Did they do a good job? Did they get the stuff? Because some people that have used it before say, oh, you know, I'll I'll specify something very specific and they don't find it. They'll throw something else in that's, Similar. Not, a, that's not a good substitute. Have you ever heard that before? No. No. Also, no. I've only heard okay. people. I don't have any friends rich enough to use Instacart. But do you have to be rich to use Instacart? Well, I, well it's well, expensive. With all them fees. A five percent service charge for the person picking your food for you. A seven to three dollar delivery charge. They used to have a thing in the '90s in LA. I don't know if they had it anywhere else called Pink Dot, where you would call up like on a rotary phone and tell people what you wanted. They would go shop, and then there'd be a fee attached. But it was kind of like before the internet really got into full swing. And that seemed like, okay, well, that's a thing only millionaires use. Where what you call that, somebody, Pam, to go shopping for you. What does that music mean? It means we're almost out of time. Happy National Teachers Day. Maybe some of you teachers are between classes. You know, maybe you're in the teacher's lounge throwing back a few shots of whiskey or whatever it <laughs> is you do in the, in the teacher's lounge. Happy National Teachers Day to everybody.